Welcome to the Monday Morning Message, a podcast of Grace Community Church in Delaware. I am Paul Shirley, the pastor of Grace Church, and on this podcast, we try to dive into some of the biblical implications and life issues that we might not have the opportunity to deal with on a normal Sunday. And as we dive into some implications of truth for the issues of life on this particular Monday, one issue that I think is important for us to consider together is the issue of fear. As we continue to go through another week of this global pandemic, frankly, there are just a lot of people who are afraid, afraid of a lot of different things and at a number of different levels. Uh, Some people are afraid of the disease. Some people are afraid of the response to the disease. Uh, Some people are battling uh, extreme anxiety. I was just talking with an individual who said that uh, a coworker on a conference call had to call 911 because of a panic attack as a result of all that was going on and their response to it. And then I was just talking to a neighbor uh, yesterday. We were six feet apart, so don't worry, we were social distancing. My neighbor was very concerned about uh, some of the response to what's going on and how people are responding to these things. And and right or wrong, this neighbor was very fearful. And I think that's where a lot of people are right now. And there's been the initial response to this whole thing, but now there's this uh, ongoing fear that people are having to process and deal with in their hearts. And as we all deal with this fear in our hearts at some level or another, I think it's important for us to just have a few biblical categories of fear that we can use as we navigate our fear over this issue. And you see, the Bible talks about fear in a lot of different ways. Uh, for instance, there is, uh, from a biblical perspective, what we could refer to as a natural fear. In other words, we can look at fear and say that fear is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, Fear, when it is unstained by sin, is a God-given emotional response towards some kind of threat in our life. And so at its most basic level, God designed fear as a response that is for our good and for our protection. When you're out in the woods and you see a bear The fear that you experience creates certain uh, reactions within your body and your adrenaline gets pumping and you can run faster. And just as a pretty simplistic example, but this kind of natural fear is rooted in God's design. Another kind of fear that we can identify from life and scripture is what we might refer to as an immature fear. Uh, This is a fear that ultimately, it's not rooted in nature so much uh, as God's designed it, but it's rooted in our lack of understanding, in our immaturities, in those areas of life where we just don't have a lot of truth. Of course, a wonderful example of this kind of immature fear is the fears that our children often battle with, even being afraid of the dark. As adults, we know that there's nothing in the dark that's not there in the light, but these are immature fears that our children struggle with that aren't necessarily sinful. 
Uh, they certainly can become sinful if they're not dealt with and uh, they're not responded to appropriately. But uh, just at the surface level, we recognize that there are certain fears that just come from a lack of maturity, a lack of understanding. Uh, like a small child who's afraid to be away from his or her parents. Uh, to this, we can also add another category of fear, and that would be rebellious fear or sinful fear. Uh, this is a fear that is motivated by unholy desires. This is a fear that is motivated by doubt, not by faith. This is a fear that is ultimately rooted in our own pride and desire to control our circumstances and fear that our lusts will not be gratified. And this is the kind of fear that leads to things like the fear of man. This is the kind of fear that leads to things like sinful anxiety. This is the kind of fear that when left unchecked um, can absolutely dominate somebody's life and become downright oppressive in somebody's heart. Now, one other category of fear that is helpful for us to have in mind is what we might call the category of a holy fear, a holy fear. There is a right and biblical fear that is informed by God's truth. And of course, that fear at its core is the fear of God. It's a right reverence for him. It's a right awe of him. It, it's a right concern and fear for his punishment that drives us to his grace in Christ. It's a right concern that we might fail our Lord. It's a right concern to make wise decisions that honor him. Uh, this is a, a fear, this holy fear, that's not concerned with our desires, and it's not uh, pridefully self-reliant as if we could produce outcomes, but it is a concern for God, his kingdom, and his people. Uh, for instance, Paul talks about his concern, his worry for the church. That wasn't a sinful worry. That was a right concern for something that God values. So these are kind of the basic categories of fear that we uh, come to the scripture with, or we better yet, we draw from the scripture, this natural fear that God has created um, within us, an immature fear that comes from a lack of understanding, a rebellious fear that is sinful, and a holy fear that is godly. And I think the big question that we have to grapple with is how do you evaluate that fear? It's so easy for us to kind of jump from one category to the next quickly, or even to have mixed motives in our fear so that we do have a holy concern for certain aspects of our circumstances, but at the same time, we have a sinful desire for control over other aspects of our circumstances. In fact, I was just talking about this with one of our elders and mentioning how it's easy to hide a sinful fear when we talk about our concern for the church. You know, Paul talks about his concern for the church, and that's a noble thing and a good thing, and yet uh, in our sinful hearts, we can use that kind of language almost as cover fire for what really is a sinful anxiety about how things are going to proceed and what the outcomes of certain circumstances will be, and, and really what amounts to no more than just sinful anxieties that are mixed in there 
with right concerns. And so sometimes it can be hard to discern our own hearts in these matters. And that's why it's important to have some kind of framework for evaluating our own hearts. And certainly there's a lot that could be said, but when you're examining the fears in your life, one of the things that you need to examine and look for is what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of man? The fear of man is sinful. So if, if there is an unholy fear of man, that's an easy one to evaluate. Or, or how about, are you afraid that your own personal kingdom will crumble? Are you afraid that circumstances won't go the way that you want? And, and often this kind of fear is inconsolable uh, until we repent, because we might know that, well, God works together all things for good, and he's, he's working all things together so that I'll be more like Christ. But really what I wanted was this circumstance is over here. And so what we're afraid of is not that God won't work good for us. We know he's going to work good for us, but what we want is our desire gratified. What we want is our personal kingdom to be fulfilled. And so when that's the object of your fear, that's uh, that's going to lead to some sinful, unholy fears. Uh, additionally, another object of fear that is often a cause of an unholy and rebellious fear is is the fear of what others will do. It, it's caring more for how others respond, their faithfulness, their sin, than you are concerned for your own heart. And of course, we could say more about the object of our fears, but that's one of the things that we need to be looking at as we evaluate our fears. What's what's the object of our fear? Uh, the object of a holy fear is the fear of the Lord, a, a concern for his kingdom, and a concern for my own personal faithfulness to Christ, no matter what my circumstances will be. Other objects of our fear, other motives, are quickly going to move us from a natural or even an immature fear into a sinful or rebellious fear. So it's important to examine and identify some of those motives and the objects of our fear as well. It's also important to examine our response to fear. When you begin to feel that concern, that anxiety, that fear well up within you as you're battling these things in your heart, as you're processing them, how are you responding? And that will tell you a lot about what kind of fear that you're struggling with. For instance, if you're struggling with a sinful fear, then then one of the things that's going to happen is your anxiety, your fear is going to make it harder for you to pray, not easier for you to pray. Uh, Your sinful fears are going to distract you from prayer. They're also going to distract you from the truth. Uh, Sometimes our fears are rooted in a lack of knowledge of God's truth. We we fear certain things that we don't have to because we don't know the promises of God well enough. But a sinful fear won't go back to those promises of God for relief. Instead, a sinful fear will be so distracted by undesirable potential outcomes that you won't run back to the promises of God to be consoled. So, so if you're looking through these responses, you say, Is it harder for me to focus on the Lord in prayer? Is it harder for me to hear from the Lord through his word? If so, then what you're struggling with certainly is not a holy fear. Uh, To this, we could also add that uh, if if your fear is 
leading to a neglect of your responsibilities before the Lord. Well, that's not the way God designed fear to work. And that's not the way a holy fear works. Fear of the Lord leads to wisdom, to prudence, to, to if not knowing what to do, then learning what to do, gaining clarity on it so that you can act faithfully to the Lord. That's what a fear of the Lord produces, that kind of wisdom. But if your fear is paralyzing you so that you don't know what to do and you're not pursuing the truth so that you will know what to do, then what you're struggling with is an, an unholy fear. And of course, we could come up with a lot of other responses. I think basically the the simplest way to put it, and again, there's there's more detail in Scripture and more specifics in Scripture that you can hunt down, but basically the way that you can boil it down is that if your fear is leading to unsanctified, unholy responses, then it's an unsanctified, unholy fear. Whereas if your concern is leading to spiritually reasonable, and that's the word that Philippians 4 uses, reasonable responses uh, that, that are leading to Christ-likeness and growth and sanctification and reverence for the Lord, if your fear is driving you to worship in practical and personal ways, then it is a holy fear. That's how you can evaluate it. And of course, even as we talk about evaluating it, we recognize that the lion's share of the fears we experience fall under the category of unholy, rebellious fears or immature fears. And so the question that we then have to grapple with is, well, what what do you do? How do you deal with these unholy fears? How do you deal with uh, your unbiblical, rebellious anxieties? Uh, How do you process all these things in a way that is honoring to the Lord and helpful to your heart? Well, for starters, I'll just say that that order of your goals is important. If you want to properly deal with your fears in a biblical way, you need to make sure that honoring the Lord is your first priority, and then let the Lord, as you're honoring him, deal with your heart. If your primary goal is relief, then the self-focus that is leading to your fears in the first place is only going to be increased as you continue to focus on yourself and your desire for immediate relief. In other words, one of the things that you need to focus on is humbling yourself before the Lord and prioritizing His glory over your own comfort, uh, over your own relief. If you can come to a place in your heart where, where you are submitted to the reality that God's glory takes priority over your relief, that's going to be an important first step in dealing with your unbiblical fears. You, you, you've got to humbly bow before the Lord and repent. In other words, you're, you, you're not going to minimize your unholy fears and just say, hey, this is natural. Everybody's just afraid. There's a pandemic going on. No, you're not going to minimize those things. You're going to acknowledge them, confess your sins where it's necessary, and he'll be faithful and just to forgive you of those sins. And instead of looking to yourself and your desire for relief, you need to look to God to seek his glory. And as you look to God, of course, you're going to God in prayer, not selfishly, as James 4 describes, to 
have your own desires fulfilled, but honestly confessing your sins and and casting your cares upon him so that instead of having your doubts multiplied and your faith weakened by your lack of understanding and your sinful responses to your situation, you can, through prayer, have your faith strengthened by the Lord. And as your faith is strengthened, um, one of the things that you need to be praying for is that the Lord would help you more and more to, to think true thoughts. Uh, as Philippians 4 again says, whatsoever is true, you need to be thinking on those things. And of course, this is not just the power of positive thinking. That doesn't deal with fear. Thinking positive thoughts that are not rooted in God's truth is not a biblical strategy for dealing with fear. But going to the promises of God and resting in those promises and allowing the Lord to sanctify your thinking and then in turn sanctify your life, that is going to begin to deal with your fear. And that's the kind of spiritual self-control that you need to exercise if you want to deal with unbiblical fear. Uh, Proverbs 25, 28 says, A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. If you want your heart to be like an unguarded city that fear can plunder in the night, then uh, allow a lack of self-control to draw you away from God and his word and prayer to him. And of course, in contrast with that is the words of the psalmist in Psalm 131, verse 2, where it says, I have calmed and quieted my soul. If you want to calm and quiet your soul, then you have to humbly bow before the Lord, submit to him, allow his truth to sanctify your thinking so that your fears can be sanctified as well. Well, that's generally the pathway to dealing with fear. As we have these natural fears, we recognize that's something that we're all going to run into. And because of our immaturity, we're constantly going to have to go back to the truth so that our fears can be matured and sanctified. And at the same time, we're going to have to recognize that as sinners, rebellious, sinful anxiety and fear is a reality that we're constantly going to have to confess and repent of. And the goal that we're after is not to run away from fear, but the goal that we're after is a holy fear that bows before the Lord in reverence. Well, that's where we want to get to. We want to get to the place where our fear of the Lord far outweighs any fear that we might have about a virus or the response to the virus or any circumstances that might result from it. <laughs> 